you are only as, as, uh, as big a man as the impression of your children allows. Yeah. Your children determine the level of man that you are by their impression of you. I thought that was really, really powerful. That's really profound. You're only as big a man as the impression your children have, have of you. That. So, uh, but yeah, emerge and ascend. So when I joined GoBundance, uh, GoBundance, for those that aren't familiar, is a... Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous change makers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Men on Purpose podcast. I want to thank you for being here. My gratitude always goes out to you. You have helped make this a top 1% podcast in the world, and that I am eternally grateful for. Not for me, but for the people that are getting so much from this. Those of you that write to me every week, email me and DM me about something that you got for your life from one of the episodes, like that is special. That's just so freaking special. So today we've got one of my very good friends, Jamie Gruber on the, on the, on the program. Like he is a guy who is truly on purpose doing things and he has shifted his life since I met him in, I don't know, 2017, 18 he has shifted his life 180. It completely turned to find his purpose, his mission, and his passion in life. And yes, he was scared. And yes, he was fearful. And yes, it was anxiety-ridden and panic-ridden. Yes, all those things came in. But Jamie's going to tell you his story today of how he ascended. And it is truly spectacular. And I'm proud and honored to have been a part of it as a friend, as a coach, a mentor, and just somebody present in Jamie's life to watch him on his ascension. So before we get into the episode. And before I tell you more about Jamie, remember always, if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the podcast, go to Mental Purpose Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen, hit that subscribe button and please rate and review the podcast, whether you love it or you hate it. Any way you do it, rate and review. I'd love a five-star review. However, if there's something you don't like, write to me, let me know. I am here to evolve this thing, right? Remember our mission, to educate, elevate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. And it's not just about men. It's men as a model for the world, for their marriage, for their children, for society, for their jobs. So remember that. It's not just about men. It's about being on purpose. And we are the models as men. We're being models for everyone out there. So if you want more information on our coaching programs, on our front runner events, on all the cool stuff we've got going on or our guests, literally every guest, go to ianlobas.com. It's I-A-N-L-O-B-A-S.com. And you'll find literally anything and everything you want to know having to do with being on purpose or the Mental Purpose podcast or our coaching business or our frontrunner business, which you can also find at frontrunner.group. So remember, we are here to bring info, right? And if you know a guest or if you have somebody that you think would be amazing as a high-level person who's truly on purpose, write to me, DM me, let me know. It's mentalpurposepodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email or you can DM me on Instagram at mentalpurposepodcast. Super easy. So before I go any longer than that, let's get into who Jamie is. And I'm going to give you a little tiny intro because Jamie's going to explain so much depth here that I'm just going to let him do it. So really quickly, Jamie is a great friend of mine. We met in a networking group years back. Um, and he's a multifamily investor with 
40 units, uh, a couple deals in the pipeline. He's one of the co-founders of the multifamily and more networking community, which has 20 plus chapters and over 10,000 members. He created this while he still had his W-2, by the way. It was supposed to be created as just a little group, but because he had systems and procedures in it, the thing blew up and it's absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of him for that. Jamie's a member of the GoBundance tribe, which is a tribe of millionaires, networking and mastermind group and founded um, for people to elevate their lives. And Jamie actually founded the GoBundance Emerge course and the Ascend Mastermind, which are designed to push members to millionaire status, not just in money, but in all areas of their lives. And Jamie has uh, brought Aaron and I on in our front runner programs to help, to help coach and teach and guide and mentor the members of Ascend. And man, I'm so honored to be a part of that. So he's been married to his wife, Sylvia, for 11 years. He's got two young boys that light up his life. This dude is awesome. I'm telling you. And he'll tell you how awesome he is because he's so confident in who he is today on his mission with his purpose. So if you're looking for something like that, if you are sitting here listening to me, not even yet the episode, and you're going, man, that sounds awesome. I want to be truly fulfilled. I want to know what my true potential is. You know, I want to feel like I'm something in this world, like I'm doing something of substance, like I've got a real purpose and mission that drives me every day. Well, this episode's for you. So here we go. This is Jamie Gruber on the Mental Purpose Podcast. All right, Jamie, let's rock and roll, dude. These people are waiting to hear your story. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> so real quick, let's tell people how you and I met through the GoBundance Mastermind. And, um, and it's an interesting story that we're now going to tell, or you're going to tell of how you got to that place. Because technically, like a lot of people listening to this, you were on paper, you had this great life, right? You got the house, got the kids, got the wife, got the, got this big corporate job, making insane money. Everything should be fine. And everything was fine on Facebook and on paper. However, inside of you, it was a disaster, for lack of a better word. Man, now, mentally, man. emotionally, a, and this is, what, this is what everybody else is feeling who hasn't stepped into what it is that they truly want to do and honored themselves inside. So you were going through the same fear and pain and anxiety and depression and all the different feelings that all of us feel when we're misaligned with what we're truly supposed to do in life. So go back to the beginning. So everybody can hear your story because I'm no one special. You're no one special. This is about choice. And you made yeah. a choice to make changes so that Jamie was happy and you weren't just serving everyone else outside and living with that, you know, that misery inside or that fear or that guilt or that pain. So take us back, dude. So I'm a New York born and bred kid, right? Grew up on Long I was born in Long Island. My family moved to a small town in upstate New York. Father was a plumber. Mom was mostly stay at home until I was probably, I don't know, 12 or so. Then she went to work for a hospital as a, like a billing insurance biller kind of thing, you know, just sort of an hourly job, you know, decent pay or whatever the case may be. Uh, youngest of three, uh, two older sisters. And um, yeah, I, you know, kind of standard upbringing, church on Sunday. My dad went to work every day. You know, he worked hard. He wasn't, uh, you know, lovey-dovey, hugging kind of dad. It was, I provide for the family. Mom provides for the love. And as my mom went back to work, I kind of gained even more of a sense of independence because, you know, but now it wasn't like home cooked meals. It was more like, you know, hungry man dinners and that kind of thing. Right. So 
really, really kind of standard in that regard. I think a lot of people have that, have that similar upbringing, middle America, sort of middle class, working class home. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really, I wasn't really, uh, I wouldn't consider myself like a, like a hard worker or like a, anything like that. School was, I hated school. I, I just, it didn't, I didn't get it. Never understood it. In fact, when I was in high school, I would go late to school almost every day. Like if I had a study hall or gym class first thing, I'd go every day late. The only downside to that is I couldn't play soccer or I couldn't play basketball that night. So I would forge letters from my mother with an excuse as to why I was late. Like every, I can't believe that the, 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 the teachers and coaches allowed it. Like almost every day I'd write a letter from my mother, like Jamie was helping, you know, his father change a furnace. Jamie was doing something. Like I came up with so many different reasons, but I just hated going to school. And when I was 16, I got a job uh, at like a, a Ponderosa restaurant and it was like something clicked in me. Just, I loved the value of work. I loved the, the idea of, uh, of earning, making money. It just, it, it spoke to me more. The idea of kind of building something that actually returned something to me. It made more sense to me than school. I just never felt the return in school. So I, I had this dream the whole time that I was going to be Bob Costas one day. I wanted to be a, a sportscaster, right? That was my whole, my whole goal. I did some, I'd done some things locally in different radio stations, just, uh, you know, picking NFL games or talking about basketball or whatever. And it was okay, but I decided to go to college for it. And two things were immediately at odds for me. One was it was higher education, which I didn't like education. I didn't like school. So it was even more of school. And secondarily, it was a revelation to me that, you know, the path and the journey and what you need to do to be Bob Costas were not what I was interested in. I just wanted the, the significance of being in the NFL booth. Oh, so yeah. I go to four years of college and I'm in the booth, right? But I didn't want to go to like WIAA, you know, FM, whatever in Des Moines, Iowa and work the <laughs> 2 to 4 a.m. shift for four years for $8 and mowing lawns at the station. I didn't want to do that stuff. Some people do and they, they, that's how they go. So I, it was a revelation to me, like, yeah, okay, maybe maybe being a sportscaster isn't quite what I want to do. It felt like work, too, like having to pick NFL games. So done with that. College, I was in and out of. I think I, you know, I went like four semesters spread out between three years and finally just said, enough, it's not for me. So, you know, done with college. And I had a friend that worked for an insurance company as a claims adjuster. And the job seemed interesting enough. The company seemed interesting enough. And they needed a degree technically to work for him. But he, he got me an interview. I interviewed really well, you know, between that and the connection to my friend, they, they made me an offer. I was 21 years old. They, they offered me a job, uh, actually like the, the same day. <laughs> it's like, I got a call as I was leaving on one of those old bag phones. Cause that was the cell phone of the day. It was like <laughs> yeah. the year 2000, literally. So I got it. I got this job offer and I started, uh, you know, working insurance claims and I was actually pretty good at it. Again, I tolerated it. It was, it was fine. And it was, it was checking the boxes, right? So College was never really a thing. My family's not big on education anyway. My dad like graduated high school and barely and you know went to work building docks, welding like, glass, and eventually formal plumbing. Education. Formal education. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yep. My my mother was just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. They got married at 20 and that was life, right? So and they had kids young. So I started checking those boxes. It was okay, I, I got the job. Um, you know, now I'm supposed to meet the girl and have a kid and by 23. I'm done. That's, that's it. That's life. You just kind of like coast through to, yeah. to 80 and then die. Right. Like that's the, that's the objective. If you make it there. Yeah. So anyway, so I got, I got the job and I'm doing the job. I'm doing really well. I get promoted the next year. I was like 23 years old and I'm a supervisor. I can't even imagine how people looked at me seriously. Now that I look at 23 year olds, nothing against 23 year olds, but they're so damn young. But anyway, 
I got the job. I got promoted to a supervisor. Another year later, I got promoted to a manager. So now I'm like two levels up at like the age of 24 and I'm rocking and rolling in this small town in upstate New York. And then, you know, as, as time went on, I met a girl and I meet this girl on match.com, which at the time was like really taboo. Now it's, you know, what you do, but met her on match.com. And I was like, okay, check, got the girl now. I'm supposed to marry this girl. So I, despite incredible warning signs early on, I stayed in that relationship, ended up getting engaged and all of that good stuff. And I just sort of was there, big manager, you know, at age 24, 25, 26, 27, I had the girl, I bought the house, I did all this stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I remember back then even thinking like, man, I, you know, what else would I do with my life if it wasn't this? Like I had literally settled on what was everyone else's view. And I felt like at the time, uh, I would get so frustrated with the relationship or whatever, go out with some friends and then they would talk about, uh, oh, yeah, you know, this, that and the other happened, like kind of kind of talking about the mediocrity of their lives, not to put it quite that way. And it became like, I feel better. Like, okay, this is just what it's supposed to be until I finally couldn't tolerate it anymore in that regard. So got rid of the relationship, actually called the wedding off like three weeks, three weeks before it was supposed to happen. Not the nicest thing to do, but you and I have called the wedding common. off. I'm sorry? We have that in common. Oh, that's right. The first time I got engaged, like not, not to my wife, but like I just, three weeks before, I just couldn't do it. I just, something yeah. felt right. I want to go back to something real quick. You said something yeah. about, we, we just settled, like just settled in. We just settled for this life. Like this is how it's supposed to be. And then what happens is, and I'm, I'm talking to the people out there listening. And then what happens is you shift and change, or you stick to the environment that supports just the complacency so that you feel better about where you are in life. And that's a, that's a problem if you aren't where you want to be or don't have the results you want. So the settling and the environment are two big factors that we're going to bring up later when we talk about what you do now. So like, I want to just want to make note of that because anybody listening right now, if you are not truly happy and not like, oh, my boss is a dick, but I love my job and I make a shit ton of money and I'm very fulfilled, but really, truly unhappy, you have to start making choices and not settle for this mediocre life. Dr. Wayne Dyer, he, he explains this stuff incredibly well, but like, Keep going, man. I just want to, I want to make note of that. No, it's a great point. And, and that was my first revelation of that was the relationship. Like it just wasn't serving me. And I learned later, you know, my own ego, right? It wasn't serving me. It really wasn't serving her. Like I, I happened to see her at one point later and she looked like a, a different person. I was, I was blown away by how much I was held back, but that I was also holding her back unintentionally. Like yeah. we were doing it to each other. It was complete mismatch. So I moved to Boston right after that relationship. I took a promotion, moved to Boston with the same company. And I was like all in on career, just kind of downhill. I'm going to make this, this executive level, this director level, because there's equity, there's, there's, uh, there's bonuses, there's all this money that, that's associated with it. So fully focused on the outcome of being a director. The whole while really looking back now, I don't think I ever wanted the role of being a director. It was sort of like being a sportscaster, right? Like, I can do this and I guess I will because I'm supposed to. It's what I'm supposed to do in life. Like check the boxes, get the girl. I already blew that one. So, okay, pursue the career and move forward. Uh, so I moved to Boston. I'm all in on the career. I met my wife there, uh, which was amazing. She, you know, we've been married over 10 years now. And we, I, I started doing like different jobs that everybody told me I need to do to get that director job. Travel 45 weeks a year on a plane after your firstborn's got, uh, born? Sure. Uh, go take this job where no one's been able to solve it, but you go do it. Sure. Whatever it takes. And then I would start interviewing for these director jobs, four or five, six different places around the country, Indiana, New Jersey, Texas, you name it. 
And then finally, I'm living in Boston. I interviewed in Michigan and I got the director job that I wanted in Michigan. And that's probably the beginning of when I got exactly what I wanted and my world fell apart. Yeah. So it was achievement of the objective, but an, a, an immediate recognition. I mean, I say 30 days after I moved. I mean, there's excitement in getting the job and then you're moving and there's the relocation package and all that stuff is going on. Then you, you get here, you got your new office, you've met your people, you settle in a little bit. And it was like, there, were, it was, there was nothing beneath me. It was completely hollow inside. It was just emptiness for the next year or so. So crazy, that man. was the beginning. Go ahead. That's crazy. And, it's, and what, what is sad, and again, not sad if that's what you want, but sad if it's not what you want, but you're still not making choices to get out of it or find your way out of it. Like for those listening. And for you, you had this, you know, call it an epiphany, this realization, this awareness that came that said, okay, I thought this was it. I mean, dude, you could have made a decision to just be like, well, shit, I got a wife, I got a house, I got a mortgage payment. It's a pretty good job. Like, like a lot of people do, the vast majority of people, especially men, they go, I can't do it. I can't, I can't quit my job. I can't follow my dreams. I got a kid now. I have responsibilities. My wife's not working. And then they stay. So what was it inside of you that broke, that caused you to shift course and actually make those choices to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and shift my mindset around the fact that I'm not going to do this anymore, but I am going to use this as the means to an end. So like me in real estate, I hated my real estate business. I loved the clients. I loved working with the clients. And as soon as my coaching business started to take off, I knew the real estate business was the means to an end to get me, take care of me for a little bit while I took the time to build the coaching business and front runner to make sure that I wasn't making like hasty decisions or impulsive decisions that would not be sustainable long-term. And so you did that same thing too. You stayed in that yeah. job for a much longer time than you wanted to, even though you shifted your mindset and said, I'm out. Like I'm checked out. I'll physically show up. I'll do the job, but I'm checked out now. Yeah. It's funny that you asked about a moment. I don't know. If, well, there was a moment. It, it, it wasn't, I won't say that it was like, the moment, like, wow, like everything changed after that moment. But it is a moment along the story that took, to your point, I was 37 or 38 when, that, when, that, when I got that job and that month went by and then I just felt empty, right? So it took me two, three years probably to convert, and I'll explain that in a second, to convert my mindset to where I am, where I feel like I am now. And I still have much growth to go. And I, we all do. We all have to continue growing. But in that first year, when I was here, I moved my family from Michigan, right? My wife, first kid, we had a second kid here, moved them here. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't present. I was no, I, I mean, I, you know, I was work, 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 work. I was working for a difficult boss. And, and I say difficult in, in a, uh, not a blaming way, but just somebody that had a different view of what needed to happen in the role that I was in that I did. And who, who was very sort of fixed in my opinion, in mindset around what is what is reasonable and what is not. In other words, my way or the highway, right? There's only one way of doing things. I remember a conversation where, where I think she said something like, I consider myself a logical person and my retort was, so I guess you're the arbiter of logic, right? Like you're, you're the one who decides what is and what isn't logical, right? Like it was tense. It was a tense relationship. I thank her every day for coming to my life because she was also a, a driver for me to try to push toward something, right? Yep. And yep. you were around for this. But my wife, after that, after probably that first year, nine to 10 months into that first year, second baby born, the whole nine, uh, said, 
uh, hey, look, we moved here because you were traveling 45 weeks or whatever. I told you, let's move to Michigan. That's fine. Away from everything because you'll be here. You're here, but you're not here. Like you're physically here. I see you, but you are not here. Like your brain, your aura, your being is somewhere else completely. Yeah. There was no threat of leaving me or anything like that, but she made it really clear, like unacceptable, not the terms I agreed to, to make this, make this move with you. And that was along the path of my slope down. And it probably was right at that point or just after that I decided I needed to do something differently. Yeah. So the something differently for me was finding the kinds of people and the kinds of communities that I thought could serve me. But to be honest with you, even when I was at that point and I found real estate and I started investing in real estate, I found a community, a mastermind. That's where we met and started engaging in that mastermind and taking in all of the curriculum and the content and everything else. I was still doing, I learned this a lot from you. I was still doing, it was, I'm, I'm okay. Now I'm going to do real estate investment. Yeah. Now I'm going to do the content in this mastermind. Now I'm going to do networking events. I'm going to do all of that stuff. But it was all like just shit for me to fill time necessary because I think you have to do and do in, in order to kind of get into a rhythm and feel comfortable with it. But, but it didn't, it took a couple of years before I finally had the revelation and there was a very clear moment on that of who I'm being and needing to convert that being from where I was as corporate guy, 20 years, director, executive to authentically who I am. So that conversion was probably the biggest epiphany for me. And that took place probably two years after the wife's statement about, Hey, where are you? You're not here. You're not present. Yeah, we and I, I think, in my opinion, in my expertise, in my experience, we all have those moments that are defining, such as my wife coming to me at the end of 2016 and saying, like, I'm not in this anymore because you haven't been in this yet. And we have a one-year-old kid and she said, look, I think we need to go ahead and end this marriage. And it, it, that didn't hurt me. That was like, all right, whatever. You can take all the money. I don't give a shit. I'll just keep going and doing the things that I'm going to do. But I was not being anybody. And that's how I learned that lesson. But that really solid lesson between being and doing is that so many people just go through the motions that they think they're supposed to. They join the mastermind. They read the books. They read 60 books a year. They don't get shit from them. They're still, they're probably worse off. Once you do, 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 you're probably worse off because you now know that you could be different and that yeah. the, the medicine is right. not taking. And, and I think that affects people more. And I went through first year of a mastermind. And by that end of that year, my wife wanted a divorce and I couldn't, I couldn't understand it, but I read 60 books, but I, but I did all the activities, but I did all the homework, but I did everything. I did everything. I did everything. And then they like, then my wife wants to divorce me. Like, what the, what are you talking about? I, I but I done this. I've done all this stuff. And she said, are you the measure of a man that you want your daughter to attract into her life one day if that's what she chooses? And dude, I, I get emotional now thinking about it. Like that, that, that fucked me up. That fucked me up because I allowed that in. Whereas before it was more of a facade, like, like your wife was saying, it's, you're just not here, but you're here. Like right. the facade that you're living in and you're giving all these motions, but like, the communication is not, is not there and the physical is not there and the love is not present. That is a, I'm, I'm banging on this point because it's a, it's a major turning point in both our lives as husbands and fathers and, and as an entrepreneur myself and, and as you as an entrepreneur now, like that is a very big thing. You cannot continue to do. You cannot continue to eat at a Thanksgiving dinner. Eventually, you have to put this, the spoon down 
and let that shit digest. And your body will keep what it needs and it will eliminate what it doesn't. And that's your being for a lack of a better analogy for right now. 100%. And it's funny you say that about like, yeah, when my wife said that to me, it wasn't like I was like, you're staying at home with the kids. You get to do that. Like, right. Like it was immediate defensiveness in that moment. Like we reflect back now, you and I both as like, it was a turning point. But in that moment, my ego was massive. Like, hey, look, I provide for this family. I'm the breadwinner, damn it. I'm a man. Like, you know, screw you kind of thing. Right. But, (laughs) but it, it, it took some time and inner reflection to figure out like, yeah, she was spot on. She was right. She was right to call me out and I love her for it. But in the moment, it wasn't like I was, you know, enlightened. Not at all. How would you, man? Because you're, you're blinded by all the doing like I was, you're blinded by that. How could, how could this be off? How can this be misaligned when I'm doing all this activity and work on me? I'm working on me, but frankly, most people go through life attending seminar after seminar and they'll go to the shrink and they'll read another book and they're just working on them and they'll die just working on them, but never putting that spoon down to let the food digest, to take what they need and eliminate what they don't. And that's a sad, it's a sad reality. And one person listening to this out of tens of thousands of people that will listen to this will take this seriously. Today will be their turning point. It's you sitting in your car. It's you. So then let's talk about like the, the biggest, the biggest shift, like the, the, maybe it's the, like, like the biggest turning point in your life is probably when you met me because I was just an amazing friend to you. And, and, you know, I, I just like to think of myself as like this catalyst for all Jamie's life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I think that's a bit hyperbolic, but let's go with it for a second. Yeah. Now there were, look, you can have a big role in this. I mean, full disclosure for those listening, I mean, you and I have a relationship. You've coached me, you've worked with me, you've mentored me and I appreciate all that you did do. So I'll give you this. Uh, when, when I had, again, I just kind of on a timeline perspective, but 37, 38, I make this move. I kind of have this breakdown. I realize I need to find something different. I find a community. And I start doing what that community says to do. Flash forward a year or two in that community. It must've been like in my late, yeah, actually it was late in my 39th year of life, right before yeah. I turned 40, you and I were at an event together. And at that event, we, you know, we were, we were, I think that's just you and I, but all of us were bonding it together. And we had this, this moment where, uh, we had other people reflect back how they perceived you at the end of a three, four day kind of intimate session. And the words people used for me when they said that you are this, you are that, it was words like you are handsome, you are authentic, you are uh, a warrior, you are, uh, you have grit, right? You're gritty, that kind of thing. Like these are words I never would have defined myself. I would have never used these words to describe myself. So it was, it was a lot to take in. And I remember the next day was my 40th birthday and I had a long drive of 15 hours. We, I, drove from Boston back to back to uh, Michigan where I was living. So that day I was driving, it was my 40th birthday. And I had this sort of this, this like thing come over me about my entire life, like a flash all the way through it. Uh, high school into, into college for the time that I was there, the job I got, what I did at that job, what expectations there were for me to, to hit certain levels of that job. Uh, the, the ex-girlfriend, the this, that, the other, everything was somebody else's expectation of me yeah. uh, even in that mastermind at that point like how i was behaving and acting was with the ex like what other people expected of me i was i was seeking significance i felt inauthentic and i looked at it like i was living a life of, of others expectations of me rather than living my authentic life and the only place that i honestly felt authentic and real was in my marriage in my relationship with my wife that felt like like home base but everything else was sort of a facade for me it was 
It was uh, performance art, if you will, because mm-hmm. that's what I thought other people needed from me. Sure. So on that day, driving back, I remember I called you, and I was listening to a song. Yeah, dude, oh, it was uh, Imagine oh. Dragons. No, not Imagine Dragons. It was One Republic. It was oh, one over and over and over again. Right, right. It, was, it was Secrets, I think was the name of the song. Yeah. Um, and, and the lyrics didn't even occur to me like until I listened to it later. Like, holy crap. But I, I say over and over, this was probably like six hours of this song on yeah. repeat. And part of it wasn't like me. I wasn't like singing it every time. It was just sort of going while my mind yeah. was going. And it just it kept repeating and kept repeating. And I called you and I broke down. I, yeah, I remember down that, because I was broken home. down too. Like I, I felt you on that. Like I felt the, the serious, like authentic breakdown, like the break inside of you. That was the moment yeah. you talk about from which to build. That yeah. was the conversion from doing to being at that point forward. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and doing this to get this job. I'm doing this in this job to keep that job. I'm doing this to earn a paycheck or whatever. And that was the moment from which I started to build who I wanted to be. And what I wanted to be was, uh, independent. I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to be co- contributory. I wanted to add value to others. I didn't want to be the guy who works his life away for equity or for a 300,000 plus salary. I-, I didn't want to be that guy anymore. I wanted to be somebody who lived into his own gifts. And I flash back to like, uh, you know, I wanted to be in sports casting. Well, why was that? What was it about that, that I wanted to do that? Like what element of me did I, could I extract from that? And I, I kind of like, I put that back into my being. That's authentically who I like being. I like this. I like getting on podcasts. I like, I like interacting. I like communicating with people. I like communicating with others. So there's an element of me I lost from the age of 17 through age 40 because of me just diving into a corporate career. Nobody's fault, my own choice, but it was the decisions I made because of others' expectations of me. And even in that job, you're so talented. You need to go for that next level. Move right. across the country. Do all of that. It was all somebody else's life. And from that point forward, I decided, no, who I want to be is this. I'm still working hard on that. But I'm definitely leaning now more into that, into the, you know, who I'm trying to be versus what I'm trying to do. So yeah. that's kind of a big part of it. And then we can flash forward from there. So, I mean, the do comes from the being. If, if you're not, you know, like the resistance shows up when you're doing this job, when you're doing this job and, oh, my kid took a bite out of this. That's fine. Nice. <laughs> the... Um, the, be, the doing shows up when you're being. And the reason why people are out of alignment and in resistance constantly in their doing is because they're out of alignment with the be and the do. They're doing activities in their job or with their family that isn't aligned with who they actually want to be. And most of us take that plunge. We go, we go and find the girl or guy and we, we go and get married. And then, you know, if we're lucky enough and fortunate enough to have kids, they have kids. And then I, I feel like most people think the chains get tighter and the weight gets heavier for them to actually snap out. That's why it's so important that we're sharing the, the details of your story because you're nobody special and neither am I. We're just choices. We're a series of, of serving choices for our lives for contribution to others. That's it. Like what you were doing, you knew you would live with regret and you made choices to serve others and find who you were within that. And that's it. Nice and easy. I want to share something with you that you probably don't know. I had been coaching for quite a while before I, before you and I started working together. But when I started working with you and I started it, working with you made me step my game up. It made me, because I remember talking to Meredith and I was like, man, I don't, 
like Jamie really needs me to guide. Like he really needs to get this life he's looking for. Like I have to figure out how to do this. And you became my avatar. And even until la- even until last year, beginning of 2020, whenever any of my coaches or my marketing people would ask me my avatar, it was you. Literally, Jamie Gruber and the whole description about you, which turned into my, it, it didn't just turn into my coaching business, it turned into my entire mission. And you don't know that, but it is. It was like you were the catalyst for me to understand that my mission is to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose, to live authentic lives, to be in alignment with their shit, to do the stuff that actually works for them and serves them and their families. That's it. And like it grew from there. And I'm sharing that with you because you don't know that. And I want you to know that like the time we spent together was even more special than it was to me. Mm. And yeah. And it, 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 I want people to understand that like you can get into something knowing that you're probably, you probably should be there. Like you have a feeling like when you limit distractions in your life, you can start to actually feel and not be so overwhelmed by everything going on. You can feel that gut instinct. That gut instinct was me coaching. I knew it was, I knew that it was where I was supposed to be. And you got to work through it and you got to develop and break systems and you got to, you got to take people on and, and move people around. But like that for me was a huge piece. And so for those who are listening, who are thinking, well, I don't know what I would do. Well, you got to limit your distractions first and start to yeah. figure out and listen to your gut. Your gut's never going to be wrong. Let the universe deliver what it's supposed to. When you limit distractions, the universe will show you what your green light and green light and green light is. And you walk through those doors, literally. And so this is a perfect example of you slowing down, you limiting distractions, and then doors opening. You and I had that conversation, I don't know, February of this year? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. long ago that you quit your job. It was like a month ago, if that. Yeah. Yeah, a month ago. Exactly. And you yeah, had no, committed I, to it a while back. I did. I did. Well, yeah, it's funny. I had committed. You're right. I had committed to leaving my job. In fact, I, I found a vision board of mine from like back then that showed a woman who with her arms out. I printed this off. No idea until I looked at it the other day. I was like, holy crap. I left. I put my notice in in early March. Yeah. April 9th, 2021 was my last day. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's kind of crazy how, how visualization works yeah. in that regard, right? But to your point about when we were working together, when you were coaching me, you gave me a lot of space, good space to kind of guide me through what I was going through. You know, like, you know, you made things seem possible that I never thought were possible before. So I thank you for that. And thanks for that story. Sure. It's funny. I did actually, uh, a marketing person that we share in common across our brands said something about, he asked you, like, what's the ideal avatar for marketing to? And I think you said my name. Yeah. So that actually, I just remember that. I forgot that he had said that like a year ago. So I, I appreciate you saying that. It uh, it uh, it affirms that you're not a liar. So that's a good. Thing. <laughs> <that>. um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I had set the, I had committed at that point that I was gonna be I was gonna be a different person, which meant I was gonna have to do different things. And to that point, I think people get a little tactical. Like I, I've heard that when I left my job recently, a lot of guys at my age, my level at the job, and all that stuff said the same thing. Like, I don't know what I would do. Right. And I think back, it's not like I I knew then exactly what I would do. And I don't know still if I know exactly where I'm going to be in two, three, four years, but I started doing things that were aligned with who I was trying to be, right? So I mentioned, I like helping others. I like contributing. I like the significance of this medium. So I started creating content 
content geared toward helping others achieve whatever they're trying to achieve, right? And then that was like, all right, well, I like this element of it. And I took that and then I kind of like morphed it into this. Like, let me create a community around that. Oh, you know, I kind of like this community thing with the content. And you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, wait, what about this mastermind, you know, around goal setting? Because I've done pretty well with goal setting. So all of these things that I've done, and we'll talk more about that, are all with the beginnings of doing something that was aligned with who I was trying to be. So that was step one, two years ago, three years ago. Then from that point, yeah, I had set the intention I was going to leave the job. And it's interesting. Like I had that 15 hour drive, one song repeating, call to you in tears, breakdown, breakthrough, right? As time went on and I started doing the things aligned with my new being, investing, uh, creating content, building brands, all of that stuff, the stuff that I really enjoy. The one thing that I didn't do uh, after a while is I got busy again, right? I had my job, I had my brands, I had my family, I had everything. And it was just go, 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 go. But all the while I'm thinking, man, this is just getting too big to ignore. My brand is growing. My real estate portfolio is growing. I'm growing beyond the confines of what my job is. And oh, by the way, I'm killing it at my job. Like, I, you know, I'm just without effort. Like it was so much effort that first year that effort and time and energy with no result. And since then, because of who I'm being now, like I know how to delegate. I know how to leverage others. I know how to inspire, how to communicate effectively. Let's work. And the results were even better. So I was, I, I exited killing it, believe it or not, which yeah. is kind of ironic. But I got to the point early in 2021 where my family and I, thanks to the GoBundance group that you and I talked about, through accountability from them, executed on something I said I've wanted to do for a while, which was go away for a month with my family to a destination of our choosing. I live in Michigan, sucks in the winter, let's go somewhere warm. So we chose uh, South Florida in February of 2021. And again, here comes the drive. So I'm driving two days. My wife and kids are flying a few days later because I have toys and we're there for a month, right? I've got everything in the back of this minivan that I'm driving down. They're like quintessential dad in the US, right? So I'm driving down, again, quiet, time to think because I've been busy building and building and building. And on that trip, it was clear to me like, okay, what's my monthly expense really? What do I have saved? Where's my income coming from? What could I do? What could I produce if I had 100% of my time dedicated to my passion? What if I removed this, you know, yes, big salary and great income and, and, and gave up the equity that has invested yet. What if I got rid of all of that and focused in on this at the age of 42 and it just felt I'm ready. It yeah. felt ready, but I still had some limiting beliefs around the practicality of it. So I arrive in Florida. I've got this gorgeous, and this isn't, but this gorgeous three bed, three bath condo penthouse right on the beach, white marble, you know, big double balcony, just gorgeous places. Me and my two dogs, because I drove down with them. My wife and kids hadn't arrived yet. And I got on the phone with you and we chatted a little bit. And you made this point. And again, you did this when you were coaching me, made things seem possible. And you made the point when I was on the phone with you as well about, look, you know, think about what you've become, who you cultivated into your life, who you, who's in your life right now. And Imagine if you say to your community, this, this higher level community than you've ever had in your entire life, imagine if you say to that community that I'm leaving my job and I'm staking out on my own and this is what I'm going to be doing. They know your strengths, they know your skills, they know your abilities, the opportunities that you're going to have, you can't even see them right now. Right. And not to get too far down the, down the line, but I'm a month out. Within a week, I was, I was offered two marketing positions from different companies, like, you know, small entrepreneurial companies, but we love what you do. We love how you kind of create content and do everything. Thinking about a marketing arm of my company. If we could work together, I'd love to. Like, I've had to turn things down because I just, I have something else I'm focused on, which we'll talk about here with, with my mastermind. But 
but I had to turn things down. There have been more opportunities so far than I could even take on just in honoring who I'm trying to be, which is family focused, focused on me and my time. Because again, drive for two days in Florida, drive for 15 hours from Michigan to Boston. Good time, quiet time and space for me, it means that I'm going to get more clarity on what's next for me. So I'm learning to, to enjoy that time, right? To really take that time. But I, I've had to turn things away. So your, your premonition or your, uh, your point about you're going to have so many opportunities you want to know what to do with, yeah, it's already come true. I mean, long time to go. I mean, it's only been a month since I left my job, granted, but I've made a lot, I've made a lot of money in the last month, like more than I thought I could. Yeah. And I've had more offers and opportunities than I thought possible simply because I've removed a block and I put myself in alignment with the energy and intention and purpose that I truly have now at this part of my life. Again, it could shift in three years, but sure. right now I'm aligned with my purpose and where it takes me. I'm excited and nervous to see, but it's it's clear that the the, uh, the just the movement away from the job has been such a such a, a like clearing the road in front of me. Yeah. So exciting. Well, dude, three years from now doesn't exist. And so everybody, for everybody that's thinking like, oh, what happens in three years? What happens in five years? What happens in 20? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You have to focus on the present with the future in mind, in mind. That's it. Focus too far on the future. You're not, you're not here. You're not here. What happened with you was a mix of things. And this is what we're going to talk about when we talk about what you created in the Emerge and Ascend programs, which I think are phenomenal. Yeah. You like my four-step system, which we're going to be using in the, in, in the programs, illuminate mm -hmm. what you became aware of what was holding you back and aware of the possibilities that were there. Not to say they, they were like guaranteed, like you had 16 job offers rolling, ready to roll and checks in your mailbox, but the belief you illuminated or you, I helped you or like through something, you illuminated a belief that something else was possible. And then step two was you eliminated the distractions and the things in your way. The other thing you illuminated was trust and faith in yourself and the universe to deliver. Because when you're mm -hmm. on the path, you know confidently that the next thing will come. It's like a bus. The moment you see that bus driving away and you're running down the block, don't get pissed off. Sit tight because you know for a fact that a bus or a train is coming right behind it. They run routes. Yeah. You're not missing the only one bus. And listen, if, you, if it is a bus route when it's one bus a day, then you know another one's coming tomorrow. So sit back and have faith and trust not only in yourself, on your path. If you're truly aligned and dialed in and you have that faith and trust in yourself, then you should be able to sit in the present moment and be at peace with that, knowing that God or the universe will deliver the next thing. No doubt about it. And the moment that you don't have that distraction of anxiety or fear or doubt, the universe goes, thank you, here you go. And that's on you, your choice. You cleared that shit out. You made that trip to Florida. Like you made those choices. So like it wasn't a choice to leave your job and then all of a sudden like the world opened up. And by the way, let's go back and talk about what you actually built. Multifamily and more brand that you mm. undercut for a second. That's no joke, dude. It's fucking 12,000 yeah. members worldwide in your group. Yeah. Like that's no joke. And so what you also did was you illuminated, like this is what we were talking about that day when you're in your apart, you're uh, the condo down in Florida. We illuminated the evidence that you have to prove against your fears theory that you can't do this or that the universe won't deliver. But once you looked at the evidence, you were like, yeah, right. I did build this big ass group. And out of 12,000 people, if Jamie went on, who was like 
the freaking headmaster, if Jamie went on as the king of multifamily and more, forget about GoBundance for a second, just the multifamily and more, and said, hey guys, I'm leaving my job. I have now freed myself. Is anybody interested in me? The likelihood, the possibility that everyone says no is a zero chance. Zero chance. And you have to have faith and trust that that is the case. And you did. And you saw what opened up. Multiple job offers. Like a true alignment with what you're meant to do. And that's what we're, let's, let's talk about that because that's where we are is, is the, uh, not only alignment with this mission that you're on, but it also then realigned with my mission. And we kind of like link back up. And it's, it's really beautiful. So yeah, talk about I, I, what you I want to speak to that, but I do feel compelled to speak to my W two brother right now, listening that sure. might be saying like, "Man, how do I leave my job?" And you know some of the things that went through my mind because I was twenty one years as a as, a, sure. as an employee, right? First thing is, uh, you know, I, I not intentionally, but I built something to run toward as opposed to running away. In fact, I hear it now and it makes me cringe. People say like, "I can't wait to get away from this W two." It's like, ah, okay, but what do you what do you have? What are you building toward? Yeah. Like. Getting away from something is nowhere near as good as going towards something. So I had built the multifamily and more platform. And then since then, go uh, emerge and ascend. My real estate portfolio had something to run toward. It just became compelling enough for me to say, okay, with gratitude, I'm going to leave this job that's given me so much and I've grown so much with. I'm going to leave that with gratitude and feeling completely at peace because that's something else to go toward. So that's one. Two is a revelation around uh, the W-2 and there's like, I, there's common statements, right? Like, what about retirement account? What about benefits, right? And it's like, okay, I, I've looked at benefits. My cost is going to be a little more, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's really not like exponentially more like maybe 10,000 a year, maybe 10,000 a year more between premium and, and what I might have to outlay, right? Like it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money when you consider yeah. what it gets you as far as your freedom. Yeah. But the W-2, what it's masterful at, and again, this is so obvious, but I didn't see it till I, you know, left, turned around and looked back, is that it just packages everything so nicely for you. I yeah. could check boxes for these benefits. I could check boxes for these investments. And then you deposit my check every other week. You take the taxes out. You do all the work. And I just get to come and do that. that great. It works for a lot of people. But it's not so crazy when you leave. Like, you have to spend a little time kind of putting that all together. Like, okay, IRA with these investments, buy that uh, health insurance plan and structure it this way. Um, put, set up a tax account and transfer a percentage over to that tax account of any income you take in. Okay, and then that's it. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of the structure. The only, the only thing left is I don't get a steady paycheck. But again, if you're running towards something, the likelihood of you earning and taking in income that you can maybe not be steady with, but that you can budget and figure out how to run your life, it's actually pretty good. So wanted to speak to those couple of things okay. real quick before we I think that's really important that you made, you made that really clear. I've never had a job. I mean, I worked for my dad, but you know, that, that was still entrepreneurial. And uh, I don't know those things. I've always just kind of cut the way. So like when people ask me, I'm like, look, there are things you're going to have to do, but you have to weigh out the opportunity costs. So yeah, it's 10,000 bucks. But when you're free to be in your power, like, well, is 10,000 bucks really thing, a lot? Yeah, I want to say this. The other thing I did was an asymmetric risk analysis. I hadn't heard the term before. Somebody in GoBundance mentioned it to me. I was like, that's a great point. Because yeah. I think what you get in your mind is like, I leave job. Uh, it doesn't go well. I end up under bridge with family, <laughs> under cardboard box, unable to eat or sleep or, or whatever. Like I'm out of money. Right. And it's like, it's like, that's not likely. Like yeah. I'm employable to 60 grand. I can live in a three bedroom apartment if I needed to. Like, yeah. you know, like 
the, the idea that I'm going to be like a homeless, penniless <laughs> on the street is just not likely. Very small chance. So right. let's, let's cap the downside for a second at yeah. like not as comfortable. But the upside potential is limitless. Like limitless. My job had a band, right? They had different numbers, level 46, level 48. And there's a, a salary range in that. Like that's my value. I fit in that box. That's what I can make, right? Now, yeah, I mean, I can make less, but I can make a hell of a lot more too. Sure. And because I built something to run toward, I feel like I can, I can, uh, I can, uh, uh, I can earn a lot more than I have in the past. So just want to bring up those W points. Let's talk about what the freedom is, because this is the conversation you and I had as well. And the, and the same thing that I had to really go through was the freedom is not about creating what you want to create. It's making sure that the things that are current in your life are being paid attention to your family, your children. And, and, and I said to you, you know, like somebody really, my, my buddy Vlad Katz, really brilliant guy, he said to me, do you know the value of 10 minutes? And I said, if you're asking me, I'm going to tell you I don't because you're a very profound guy and I clearly don't. And he said, if you say that your mission is to spend max time with family and you're driving 30 minutes to your office to do your podcast and like, it's just an office, like you do to your real estate stuff and your coaching and coming back. Because you're limiting yourself by saying, oh, I don't work at home. I can't work at home. I don't, I don't do that. What you're missing out on are the little moments and memories that are created in 10-minute increments. So if you can just walk up from your basement or walk downstairs from your, from your you know, spare bedroom and catch your daughter eating lunch or she can come up and just hang with you, now add those 10-minute increments up five times a day, five days a week for a whole year. And that's what you actually got as bond time with your child. And I was like, got it. You know what I did? I went right away back into my office, packed the shit that I actually needed because half, no, 90% of the office was all junk and fluff. I packed the stuff I needed. I went home and I said, man, I'm working from home from now on. And that was October of 2019. And I was in a really amazing coaching program that that guy helped me get into. And that point forward, my daughter spent, half the day with me, like right when COVID kind of hit, she spent half the day with me because obviously she wasn't going to school. I will never be able to buy that type of shit. I'll never be able to buy those memories ever. I don't care how much money you have. It's the time that your kids need. And if you're thinking like, well, how do I do that? Or my kids annoy me or your kids annoy you because of who you are. Face it. You can argue with me all day long. You can send your email to jamiegruber at gmail.com. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jamie.gruber at gobundance.com. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, if your kids annoy you, if your wife bothers you, if you don't love being home, most people run to their job because they hate their home life because they only have to show up for this amount of time, kind of get through it, and then go back to the office. When COVID hit, it was the biggest blessing in your life that it ever could have been because now you have to be home. Now I wanted to be home. I couldn't, I wasn't going to the office. The bond time that I got with Meredith and then the new baby that came along and, and, and Ellis was, was just invaluable. Like it was, you can't put a price on it. So like we got to yeah. think about those little things and mitigating that risk. And when your brain goes, well, you're probably going to be living in a cardboard box. You're like, no, come on, man. What's the reality of that? Like, can I be employed at freaking the grocery store for, for 20 bucks an hour? Yeah. All right, cool. So I could get a little one bedroom and squeeze us in. That's not even likely with your skills. So you have to take inventory right, right. of what your skills are and your network. And before you quit the job, 
get into a network, get into a training program like Ascend or Emerge, get into something like our front runner events, get into something like a circle like Jamie runs in that people are going to push your ass and you're either going to be forced out or you're going to force up. And like, that's what we need to talk about now is like, is what you've built in the Emerge and Ascend programs, because in my mind, the world needs that stuff. Yeah, 100%. And real quick quote uh, that I got from a GoBundance event that I went to, uh, this was the champion room, so these are the 10 million kind of plus guys. Yeah. And that was, you are only as, as, uh, as big a man as the impression of your children allows. Yeah. For your children to determine the level of man that you are by their impression of you. I thought that was really, really powerful. That's really profound. You're only as big a man as the impression your children have, have of you. That. So, uh, but yeah, emerge and ascend. So when I joined GoBundance, uh, GoBundance, for those that aren't familiar, is a, uh, a high-level mastermind network needs to be seven figures or more, so a million dollars or more. So it's a tribe of millionaires. There's a men's group. There's a women's group. So it's been invaluable for me and part and parcel of the development that I talked about. Ian coaching, being a part of this community, just what, what are the sayings? You know, proximity is power. You're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. All true and abundance yep. is all of that for me. So one thing, because I had built communities and I had taken these little chances, like let me invest in real estate. Oh, I like that. I don't want to operate, but I kind of like the community aspect of this. So let me build a community. Oh, that's cool. Let me do some content. All of that uh, led to the founders of GoBundance who are themselves very, very successful men saying, hey, we want to build like, a, like a, a, an, under, an under million program for people that guys and gals that want to get to that level of being in GoBundance, being millionaires. We want to throw the rope down and help people get to the level that they're trying to financially, yeah. but in, in life in general, this whole life of millionaires. So I built Emerge, I built Ascend. I'll explain Emerge, and I really want to talk about Ascend because I love what I'm doing there. I'm actually working with you quite a bit in Ascend. So Emerge is a 12-week goal-setting uh, course that we that we have. And look, check the, go goabundance.com slash Emerge. You can check it out. If, I'll explain it right now. If you, want to, if you want to buy in and be part of the community, just put in code Emerge. You'll knock $100 off the price. So gobundance.com slash emerge. But what emerges is a 12-week goal-setting course, and it has three objectives. One is to create transformation. You're going to create and set one goal for yourself for that 12 weeks and then leverage the curriculum, the tools, the community to help to get to that, to achieving that goal. And honestly, achieve, don't achieve it. It doesn't really matter. A lot of people do, and we've got testimonials you can read about that. But just the transformation you feel and clarity for what's next for you and what you want to achieve next and, and just having the tactics and the process in place for how to set a goal and how to drive yourself toward it is more valuable to me than whether or not you meet that specific goal. Meeting yeah. it's a bonus, but objective one is to create transformation. Oh. Objective two is proximity. So we leverage this course, this mastermind for you to get proximity not only to each other and be held accountable by one another, but also for you to get proximity to the members of GoBundance, the millionaires. Every week we have one on and you get to interact and, and, and do Q&A with them. Then the third objective is really a filtering system. So 12 weeks, 12 assignments, complete all 12, and we'll let you advance to the next level. Don't, and it's fine. It wasn't the time for you. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody reveals themselves as sort of committed verbally, but not committed with their actions. But yeah. that, after that 12 weeks, those that have completed their 12 assignments on time, goal met or not, will get invited to Ascend. And Ascend is the mastermind. That is the annual mastermind. That's GoBundance without the millionaire requirement, where we really dig in and we do two different things, I think, really well. One is you get a basket of tactics. You're going to learn about how to create horizontal income. You're going to learn about how to improve your health. You're going to have accountability pods. You're going to have all that stuff. But then I, I, I talked to Ian because of the work I did. He talked about illumination. He talked about elimination. All of the steps, you know, calibration and then, and then uh, kind of relaunching or, or uh, acceleration at the end. 
So those four steps were important for my development. And as the leader of the Ascend community, it just felt like that's what I want them to get. Yeah, I want to give them content. I want to give them community. I want to give them proximity. But more than that, I want to give them transformation. Like not yeah. like I set a goal and met transformation in 12 weeks. Great. I love Emerge. But I want to give them true transformation over the course of a year. I want to give them group coaching. So I called Ian, like, hey, what do you got? What's Front Runner all about? How can it serve us? And we've actually commissioned him and his program on a month-by-month basis to drop curriculum, to do group coaching, to give us tools, tactics, exercises, all of that stuff. And the early feedback we're getting, we launched this a couple months ago, the early feedback we're getting is absolutely transformational. People are just like blown away by the idea of what they're seeing in themselves already uh, and how they're seeing themselves sort of move through this program. So Emerge is amazing. I, it's, it's, it's such a, it's like 800 bucks or something like that. That's a no brainer. Right. No it's brainer. like, just do it. It's an You can even do, I think we have a three pay plan for like 250 or 300 bucks a month yeah. or something like that, but just get in. That's all I want. I want people to get into Emerge and then those that are committed go to Ascend. And when we launched Ascend, to your point, the folks that are in Ascend were like, holy crap, I know you're about to assign our accountability pods. And we asked them, like, who do they want? They're like, I don't care. I'm looking around out of the hundred and some people that were in Emerge, you know, the 50 or 60 that are in Ascend, like, these are the ballers. Like, these were the committed ones. Like, group me with anybody. Like, this is where it's going to be. And that's what I wanted was the most committed, the most driven, all together in one room, filtered through Emerge. But again, if you, if you maybe had a life event and you want to retake Emerge later, go for it. It's yours. You want it. But, you know, those that go into Ascend really get the development and they get the benefit of coaching from Ian, from Aaron, from the Front Runner Group. I'm just, yep. I'm, a, I'm bullish if you can't tell. This is why I left my job. I love community. I love and have passion for seeing other people develop. And if I have a part of that, I'm not responsible for it. If I have a part of that or at least set the table for others to eat from, that's the service I mentioned. That's the giving that I've wanted to do. So to have you on board and all that we just talked about that I went through with you, with your guidance, with your coaching, with your friendship, to have you on board, it just, it just creates, I don't know, like this incredible synergy. It just is like this perfect melding of me to me of, of two things that mean a lot to me. So I love that. And I appreciate you for that. And I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. And I love that our missions met back up. You were Mm. crucial in my mission years ago. And I was crucial in yours. I'm now crucial in your mission again, and you're crucial in mine. And people ask me, you know, is men on purpose just for men? And I said, and I'll say to them, no, our program to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose is for men to be a model for other men, but it doesn't stop at men. Men on purpose is me. It's not about men. It's me and the people I surround myself with as men. And we are examples of what it means to be on purpose as people. And so the Ascend program that we're running, like our front runner program that we've merged into, um, is about being. We talked about that earlier. You cannot be a whole whole life millionaire if you are not committed to your relationship with yourself, the relationship you have with your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your children, your relationship to money your relationship to your past and your future, letting the past go and just casting a vision for the future to your physical health and mental health and emotional health to your communication, whatever it is, those 10 pillars that we have that match up with the go abundance pillars, they are crucial. So when people ask me like, well, I want to do it, but will you help me make more money? 
I'll say, I will not build a, like uh, my coaching business, we build businesses for people. That's what we do all over the world. The only way we do that is through the personal development, growth, and transformation that they experience. The only way that that business is sustainable, the only way that the relationship is sustainable, the only way the physical health is sustainable or the money is when they shift and change and grow and ascend into who they really choose to become without the past holding them up, without what mom and dad did, without what your boss said or the Starbucks guys cut in front of you at Starbucks this morning or that guy ran or whatever it is. You release that shit. You make the commitment. Like you want to be high level. You join this program because Jamie put this together. Like, yes, it's, it's our front runner program that we're going to run you through. But Jamie's the catalyst to all this. And we, we made sure that we elevated our program. Like no joke, dude. When Aaron and I went back through the program, I was like, I don't know if this is good enough. And Aaron's like, we've coached thousands of people around the world. I'm like, I know, but I know I think we can do better. And so Aaron and I went back to the drawing board and we tweaked it and we elevated the program to make sure that what we're delivering you and the people coming to Ascend who are trusting you, they will get it. 100% guaranteed if they do the work. If they do the work, you have to do the work. Yeah. You've, seen, you've seen some of the stuff that we've come up with so far. It will baseline you and it's going to all be about you. And people outside of this type of world will call that selfish. But if you're not selfish, how the hell are you supposed to focus on you and grow to be the best for the world? So I'm challenging everybody. You are going to be selfish in this program because it needs to be about you, especially if you're the leader, the breadwinner, the leader of your family, the leader at your business or your job. You must be selfish when you're in this program. You must be selfish with your time to do the work. You must be selfish with your pod to eliminate or isolate yourself from your family for a second for 30 minutes while you're on the pod call to put 100% of what you got into it because what comes from it is your mission, your vision, and your purpose for life. And we're going to go through all that stuff. When you are through the Ascend program, you will know your vision dialed in. You will understand your mission. You will understand your purpose, which brings you immense clarity for what to do in your life. You will figure out if you need to quit your job, just like Jamie did. You'll figure out, you literally figure out your life in this program. And so this is your call to action for that person listening in their car or at the gym. Like Jamie has built something that you need. And subsequently we built for Jamie to get Jamie's mission accomplished, which is elevating you and your life to make sure that you have everything and can be everything that you possibly want. And so you die with no regrets. That's it. Nice and easy. Or be okay with dying regrets and don't go to goabundance.com forward slash ascend and click subscribe or apply. So you got to go through emerge. And to that point, like I've said this to somebody before and it's so true. Um, you know, you got, you buy into emerge and you, yeah. you kind of test it out and see whether or not you want to, you're going to, you're going to stick to it and go to ascend. People are like, ah, you know, it's eight, 900 bucks or whatever to buy into that. It's like, yeah, look, eight, $900 is not going to change my life but eight or $900 might change your life. Right. So why not take that shot, you know, invest in yourself and go for it. Not to be like a, like a, an ad for this, but <laughs> I just believe in it so much. And you mentioned a second ago about Ascend and the purpose stuff. That's the part for me that is really, is I want to make clear, this is my purpose. This is where I see my purpose. This is who I'm, who I'm being. And the things I'm doing are a result of me being somebody who wants to contribute. I mean, look, in Ascend, we've got group coaching. Fine, right? That's great. That's incredible. That's, that alone is, is going to be transformational and worth the time and energy that you put into it. Right. But in addition to that, man, like, you know, I've, Mike Tyson and Branson's coach speaking to the group tomorrow. 
I've got Magic Johnson, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, and Larry Bird's uh, uh, agent speaking to us in two weeks. Like, you're, you know, I have Preston Smiles on. Preston Smiles, like, he's like $100,000 to work with him for like maybe a year, maybe it's three months. I don't even know. Had him on doing a full-on training with these guys. Like, the amount of value we packed into this thing, not even counting the coaching that you're doing. Yeah. It's, not even, it's insane. So to add in an element, and you, you said it best, and I've used this in the group, all of those things, Preston, the, the agent, you know, the Mike Tyson's coach and all that stuff, all of that is outside in, right? But what you guys are doing is going internal. We're going internal, reflecting internally, breaking down, eliminating internally, and building back up internally. We're going inside out. And that's what I think we have as a unique value proposition above, above anyone else, to be honest with you. So yeah. it's just, again, it's on purpose for me. I'm passionate about it. I love what we've done. I love that I brought it in front runner and have these guys. Uh, uh, well, first of all, I love that. I love that I get to now control Ian. There's something to that. Like what? He's my employee. You're my employee now. That's how I look at it. I'm your outside so, contractor, pal. No, 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 no. no. I like employee. You're like my W-2. It's this weird flip back. All we need now. to do okay. is get you a beard and a tan, and you can join the club. <laughs> the, tan, the tan's the harder part. I got to spray that on. Oh, I just look at, up this. look at this tan that I got. Oh, God. Look at right? that. Look at the hair. It's California sun-kissed, buddy. Oh, listen, here's the thing. Um, I, I'm, I don't, you know, everybody listening, you know, I don't pitch things on this program. I mean, maybe my coaching programs, like obviously it's, I'm a man on purpose and I run a coaching company. So I pitch that, but I don't really pitch it. Like you want to work with me. If you like what I have to say, if you like my, my vibe or my information, you can go to ianlobos.com and hit apply and just book a little call with me. It's super easy. I'm, I, I wanted Jamie on here today because this is something that I'm super aligned with and I want you to get in now because I want to help you. I want to be a catalyst for you. Jamie is opening this and built this program and now I want to take it further, put my power into it and be that catalyst for you who needs that change. Here's what I'll tell you. To get Aaron and I together and all the stuff that we do, it costs one thing. What Jamie has put together, it costs much, 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 much less. I can tell you right now that what I will be pushing Jamie to do is triple, if not quadruple this price in a year or six months from now because of the insane value that he's offering and that we're bringing too. So honestly, let this be your thing. Like you are going to get a full one-year program coaching from Aaron and I, group coaching, pods, like no joke. This thing is, dude, I wish we had this when we were going through like our, our growth and transformation. But it was on our own. That's the thing, right? Like when we were doing this, it was sort of like we had to figure this out. Like you, thankfully, I found you could individually coach me sure. and all that, but we had to figure a lot of this out and it wasn't guided. So yeah, to your point, this is yeah, this the is being actually- part, the, the doing part, like not to, not to, not to um, uh, discredit the group that we have, we groups we've been in before where I did learn a lot. But what, Same it, thing. What, it, what it left me with was a, um, a, a starvation for who was I in all of that doing. That's, that's yeah. the biggest thing. I was starving to understand me and why I couldn't be happy with anything because I wasn't happy with me. And this will change and elevate your marriage, your relationships, your, your self as a, kid, as a son or a, or a daughter yourself as a parent, yourself as an investor or an employee or a business owner, like 
your entire life will change because we're going to make sure that we illuminate in every single area of your life. I'm telling you, it, it, this is your call. This episode is your call. And if you can't afford it, I understand. Jamie understands. And you just have to then make a plan to be able to put the money together. But it's, it's the best that I've got to offer right now. And it's the best that Jamie's got to offer. And I can tell you, it's pretty fucking good. Like really. Yeah, and at that point, for those that need um, that, you know, like financially, it's just not going to happen right now. I completely get it. We do have a free webinar. You can go to gobundance.com slash webinar simple yeah. enough, and watch a free webinar training on, on goal setting and everything else that'll really whet your, whet your appetite and give you tactics that you can deploy right sure. now. So anybody from free all the way up through, you can, you, you can get content from any of those sites. Gobundance.com slash webinar slash emerge, check out slash ascend. It'll give you a little bit more information on it. Yep. And then, but again, you have to go through emerge. You have to emerge before you can ascend. I, I should make that a tagline. You have Dude, to emerge before. Isn't it a tagline? It, it is now. Yeah, you got to emerge before you can ascend. Now, yeah, I want 50% yeah. of the royalties of that now because it's on my show. So you don't, you, you're not the boss all the time, buddy. <laughs> I have to talk to my employee. We're going to have a, a sit down after this. Oh, boy. So I'm, getting, I'm getting written up. Um, so right, listen, if, 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 that's not, if that's not for you, remember there are other options. Like we've got, one-on-one coaching. We've got the front runner programs, which obviously what you're going to get in Ascend is our front runner program, but you're going to get it for a year versus the four-day intensive. If you don't have that kind of time, you don't want to make that kind of commitment, you go to our front runner event in July in Lake Tahoe, and then maybe we get you to the point where you're able to get into Emerge and Ascend mentally. You know, Maybe we help you break that mindset of limitation or, or not possibilities, and, and that's a possibility too. And right now, our front runner our front runner mastermind programs are and our and our weekend retreats are they're cheap, relatively speaking. What you get fifty plus hours with Aaron and I coaching intensely, a house, food, events, activities. Oh man, it's amazing. So like what we're offering today as the used car salesman that we are. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> Drive off the no, lot right now. No, sixty miles to the gallon. That's right. If you act now, no, no, but it's just, no. it, look, I, 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 since I've, since I've joined communities and I've been around yeah. uh, other people that are, you, you just, I said this, you, you go from your regular network, which is, you know, they talk to you in terms of remember when, right. Yeah. And you join a community and you're talking to people that are speaking about your future self. They're speaking in imagine when, right. Like yeah. imagine when you do this or when you do that. That's the difference between you know one or the other. And I run, look, Multifamily More is a completely free platform. We do meetups and everything else, and then I have Emerge and Ascend, which people have to pay for. I remember having a back-to-back night of a Multifamily More meetup and then an Emerge meetup the next night. And just the, the energy level between the two was very different because the, the folks in the Emerge program who committed not only their time but their resources to it, they were dug in. They gave themselves reasons to be there and engage and be energetic. So that's why I, I honestly, I believe it. That's why I pay for GoFundMe. I put in $20,000, $25,000 a year in personal development. That's, that's how much I, I'll spend, if not more. Um, I, I just believe in the idea of being around the right people. And, and maybe it's because I'm on the other side of 40. It's efficient to me. Like, I don't want to have to go find a network. It takes a lot of time and energy. I'd rather like, oh, you've got one? Great. There you go. I'll pay you. Dude, we're not guaranteed any time, man. You don't know when yeah. your last day is going to be. And, and it's really like, if you don't have kids, you, you might not get it as much. But when you have children, like we have to be the best version of ourselves because they need that or we're going to perpetuate the same trauma and shit through generations. And we are in charge of that. You as a dad, me as a dad, you know, other people as a mom and, and we're in charge of 
making sure that the next generation is not just set up financially, but they're set up emotionally and mentally and physically to be better, to do better, to ascend higher, to elevate more. And then they get to set up the next generation after that. And that's how you create legacy. Legacy is not money. Legacy is being. I'm going to drop the mic on that one. Thanks for being here, dude. Thanks for being here. All right. Where can people find you and your bald head? (laughs) So I do have a website, jamiegruber.com. You can check me out there. It's got all my handles. If you want to find me on Instagram or anywhere, really, it's at the Jamie Gruber. It's the one handle that worked across all platforms. The Jamie Gruber. That's the one handle I have. But again, go check out Emerge. GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if any, anyone wants to follow, just DM me at one of those platforms and be happy to chat. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Thanks for being on. Everybody, thanks for listening. And remember, hit up ianlobos.com for the show notes. All these links and everything will be in the show notes. You'll get access to Jamie and all of his, his glory and splendor. And Jamie, you are a, a, a phenomenal friend and part of my life and my network. And I'm grateful for you, man. And um, I'm, I'm just so excited for the, the incredible things we're going to do for other human beings together. It's, it's, it's truly extraordinary. That's the key. I agree with you completely, man. Yep. Gratitude to you. Thank you for everything. Of course. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests, or becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward.